You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Memorial Day. Uh, so grateful for those who've given their lives for our nation. Uh, welcome to a new week of Pursuing God, where we spend a few minutes together Monday through Friday to help you begin, end, or get through your day with a greater sense of God's activity, greater sense of God's presence in your life. And today, I want to begin by asking you a question. What do you most need from God right now? Think about that. What do you most need from God? I can imagine immediately some of you are thinking, well, <laughs> I need a job, or I need a better job, or I need a man, I need a woman, I, I need my marriage or my family fixed, I need my bank account to be larger, I need my sick body healed. Uh, these are the kinds of things that we think that we need from God, and maybe we do, but my sense is what Maybe some of you think you need most from God right now in your life is different than what you truly need. That those two things are two very different things. Uh, this was true for a guy we find in Mark chapter 2 of the Bible. He spent his entire life living on a thin mat made of grass or straw. Back then, people didn't have, you know, thick padded mattresses with big fluffy pillows for a bed. Their floors were dirt, and so it's most likely that this paralyzed man was carried to where Jesus was teaching upon his straw mat, which served as his bed and kept him from lying directly on the dirt. The man was physically paralyzed, and he spent every day on the mat, and he's sick and tired of the mat. He's tired of being isolated on his mat, hour after hour, day after day, week after week, year after year. And some of you who live in a wheelchair, maybe you identify the only mobility he knows in life is when people pick him up on this mat and they carry him wherever he needs to go. He's tired of being completely dependent on others to transport him, to feed him, to bathe him, to clothe him, to help him to the bathroom. And then suddenly he has a glimmer of hope as word starts circulating that crowds are flocking to see a miracle worker from Nazareth that reportedly makes sick people well. And so four amazing friends pick him up on his mat and carry him to Capernaum, where I have visited many times. I'm taking a group again there next April, and where crowds of people are flooding to a home to see this reported healer named Jesus. And when the paralyzed man and his four friends carry him and, and they reach the house where Jesus is teaching, it's standing room only. People are, are jammed in the doorways. There's no way for them to even get in. So instead of giving up and heading home, they quickly come up with plan B. They get up on the roof and they begin digging a hole in that clay roof, which is inspiring because these four guys were saying, we will do anything to help get our friend to Jesus. Now imagine this crowd jammed inside this house listening to Jesus and the little dust starts falling on their shoulders. And then someone gets something in their eyes and plaster starts falling right where Jesus is teaching. And to everyone's amazement, these four guys lower their paralyzed friend on his mat through the roof, kind of like a magic carpet ride from Aladdin or something, right down in front of the face of Jesus. Hello. Can you even imagine the anticipation that would be jumping inside you if you were this paralyzed guy taking this magic carpet ride through the roof you've spent all your life on this mat and you just want your body to work so that you can forget it 
and he had to be thinking, this could be it. This could be my final day to live life on this stinking mat. I'm going to walk out of here. I'm going to run. I'm going to dance. I'm going to bust a move out of here. So go ahead, Jesus. Here I am. Heal me, Jesus. Please just heal me. So imagine how deflated and disappointed and maybe even dumbfounded he was when instead of hearing the words, be healed, Jesus turns to him and says, son, your sins are forgiven. As he always does, Jesus takes a deep look inside this man's soul and realizes that what he thinks he needs and what he actually needs are two very different things. Jesus looks deep inside and he sees a deeper need. And listen, I don't know what you think you need from God right now, but maybe what you really need, like this man, is a fresh work of forgiveness in your soul. I want to pause right here. I'm going to pick back up here tomorrow. God, I thank you for this new week, for this Memorial Day, for those who have served and who we remember today who've given their lives. I know some listening to my voice have family, friends, uh, uncles, grandparents, parents maybe, sons, daughters that have given their lives. I pray they'll feel your closeness today. And God, all of us have a need that we think is big in our life, but maybe, just maybe, the need that we need is to experience a fresh touch of your amazing grace this week. I pray that you'll open our heart to your activity in our lives in the days ahead. And I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you back here tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 